Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the bonus hour again with the Inside Outside guys like to call the Education Hour. And today we are going to feature, feature Rove Pest Control. If you get a chance, we want you now to go to rovepestcontrol.com and see all the things they do because, Chuck, the ticks this year, we got to talk about that. The ticks this year are terrible. I can tell by all those marks on your skin. I mean, my <laughs> gosh, son. Ticks, mice, fleas, roaches, allergens, mosquitoes. We're gonna we're gonna hit all those today. You name it. And, and Rove Pest Control is well. Don't want it. They really got a a big presence here in Southeast Michigan, and it's only growing. That's why it's so important that we try to tell you about a company that the inside outside guys trust and that you can trust. So stick around for the next sixty minutes as the inside outside guys do a deep dive with Rob Greer and J.B. Hines of Rove Pest Control. Hey, we appreciate you being with us. We're joined by Rob Greer, the COO of Rove Pest Control, and J.B. Hines, the Rove Pest Control Michigan guy that a lot of you have met at the shows in Novi and elsewhere. Absolutely. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Spectacular. Good can, to be with you. Doing well. Doing good, well. Thank excellent. You, can, can you guys both take a quick second and, and tell our listeners what you do with for Rove Pest Control? Yeah, take it away, JV. I'll let you go first. Oh, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I'm the service manager out here in the uh, Michigan market. Um, I also do all the inspections. Um, I do bed bugs. I do services. Um, so every hat that this office uses, I pretty much wear it. So that's what I do. Um, and then I, I just love to come out and educate and, and help my customers out. So. so, so JB, if one of our listeners, when one of our listeners calls Rove Pest Control, it's most likely they're going to see you coming out. Yeah, more than likely, if they just want an inspection, of, of course, a free inspection. Um, yeah, it will be me. Um, okay, I'll come out and, and with my smile, and all I ask for is a cup of water. Where's that passion we're so used to seeing? This guy carries live bugs around with him in, in little canisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got them all over my office. <laughs> <laughs> and, Rob Greer, if one of our listeners wanted you to come out, I'm guessing there'd be a, a cost of that. Yeah, I've made a few <laughs> trips out. We had some fun. I, I'm mostly stationed in Minnesota. I try and uh, help JV and provide him with whatever he needs, uh, any difficult situations i'm the associate certified entomologist for the company so i try and cover all the geography that we're in and help with really complex situations and make sure we have the background needed to solve problems quickly and rob you are equally passionate we love you guys and you do a lot of the video marketing on your website for the company as well don't you yeah i do i try and put out uh Anytime we get questions coming in from any of our social media channels, I try and respond to those and put together some kind of blog post, uh, video response, something to be able to just answer questions. Some of them are off the wall and very entertaining, and then others are really good and help a lot of people with really common problems. Yeah, so, I remember you said some came from your kids even. Yeah, they're a great source. They're not afraid to ask questions, and they don't – care if somebody thinks they're a little bit silly with the question they come up with. So I think we've probably helped more people with uh, my eight and 10 year old questions than some of the 40 and 50 year olds that uh, try and sound too smart with their question. <laughs> so here's a question. 
We know the larger critters, the larger animals, uh, roof press control doesn't normally get into. But if I'm a homeowner and I'm, I'm seeing skunks, I'm getting a lot of skunks coming around my place, um, uh, possums, things like that. Why are they coming around? Why are they coming to my property? Probably because you live in an awesome area and they just want to live there too. Um, <laughs> The good news is we have a solution for that, too. We've got a national network set up where we can refer you, you know, if you're moving, if you have something that we don't specifically treat because we know somebody that has a better tool for it or better expertise, then we're happy to connect you with them and send you through that network. And we can usually help you get a discount as well, regardless of what crazy thing you need to solve. Are a lot of those critters attracted by food? that Rove might be able to help me eliminate? Yeah, they are. Um, you know, opossums, they're good going around feeding on lots of other bugs, especially the ticks this year. Um, something they like to snack on. Raccoons, they like to go eat grubs and whatever you have in your trash. So a lot of what we deal with, whether it is a larger animal or a smaller insect, it's just, which of those animals is going to clue you in that there's an issue that needs addressed. So JB's helped a lot of people where he's just gone out there, done the inspection, been able to help connect the dots and say, Hey, you know, this trash receptacle that you have around the corner here, this is what's drawing them in. Let's store it somewhere else. And you're going to be able to avoid some of those problems, or we can change some uh, watering or some cultivation practices in the yard that'll help minimize those edging areas where ticks come in and that'll stop the things that want to feed on them from hanging around the yard there. So JB, you're here in Southeast Michigan, but I got to imagine Minnesota would probably have a lot of the exact same uh, pests. What are, what's, what's this year's pest? I'm hearing a lot about ticks. Is, is that the big one this year? Yeah, we're getting, we're getting a uh, uprising ticks right now. Um, everywhere basically Uh, i get i get numerous calls a day or text messages on my phone from current customers saying they found two or three ticks here and there Uh, the other thing is carpenter bees right now are just destroying decks and gazebos and your your fascia boards up in your roof lines so those are some of the things to start looking out for and and give us a call and try to help you out how? That one carpenter ant, one that you dealt with, JB, was crazy. <laughs> it looked like the deck was just about to disintegrate from out from underneath the people. It's a, it's a cool video, and it's going to make the website this month once we get a chance to edit it and put it together. We'll share that when you do on our, our social media as well. Boy, that's scary Thanks. stuff. So what else should people be looking for? What What is spring conducive to in terms of pests that we might see in and around the basement, the house? Yeah, especially right now where we I mean, we had that, especially in Michigan, that super wet winter, and now things are really heating up, and it's going to start, especially inside of walls on some of these newer homes, depending on when they were put together and built, but you get this fungus that builds up, and that attracts different kinds of beetles and gnats. Um, you get moisture that's going to accumulate from some of these spring showers that we get that can pick up springtail populations. And right now, in a similar vein, anything that can contain water, whether it's a tree hole, a bottle cap, a kid's toy, a dish, a depression in the yard, that's going to be a place where mosquitoes are breeding. And we're seeing pretty good explosions of those right now. Um, 
spring cleaning, people stacking things against the house. You're going to get rodents coming and wanting to nest in there, get out of the sun, have a nice little place to hide from predators. Um, how are seals holding up out there, JB, as far as like around garages, entryways, that type of stuff? Um, you kind of broke up there. I'm, I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, how are seals like, are, are you seeing oh. seals deteriorating after the winter? Yeah, definitely. Definitely those garage seals, um, that, you know, that, that rubber piece that goes on the bottom of your garage door that shuts, um, those usually shrink over time because of our winters and, and the summers here and it gets so hot and humid. Um, but those shrink over time, which is a great place for your field mice and, and other insects to get into your garage area. Should always be looked at and be replaced. Okay, well, we we got a three more segments here with Rove Pest Control. When we get back from break. One of the questions I want to ask: Are there any good bugs? Are there any bugs that I want to see around my house that may be beneficial? We're going to talk about that and more over the next few segments with Rove Pest Control. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. We are also joined by Rob Greer and J.B. Hines from Rove Pest Control. Ken, you asked a pretty good question before we went to break. <laughs> so don't don't sound so surprised. I, I'm still Chuck. shocked. <laughs> well, you know, in a good environment. Everyone wants to live in a good environment. Are there certain bugs I may see around my house that tell me I'm living in a good environment? Are there any positive critters that might be in or around my house, gentlemen? Yeah, definitely. Um, we love to see healthy populations of pollinators. So your bumblebees, your honeybees, those are really good. We love to see those as a good sign that the environment is where it should be and and producing how it should. Um, you know, if you're talking about out around a lake or in the trees, having some of the pretty large spiders, those can be really good for the environment as well. And then even, you know, talking about carpenter ants, you don't want to see those inside the house. That's the wrong place for them. But if they're out in the deadfall clearing that away, that's what helps break that down and keep the ecosystem happy and healthy how it should be. How about uh, earthworms? I swear there are fewer of them than there were 10 years ago. I don't know if that's just me. I'm not sure on the earthworm populations. That's not something that we typically track or or pay much attention to on our own they are very good for the soil as far as helping aerate it and process things so that's a positive thing um, i think if you're seeing a decrease in earthworms in particular areas that might be a good indication that some of the soil is compacted and you could run an aerator and allow for a little bit more movement and development of those populations hmm. Interesting. That's very interesting. So you mentioned spiders. There are a lot of people that hate spiders. Oh. What would happen if all the spiders disappeared from the earth right now? <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I would be a lot more bored, that's for sure. Um, they do a good job of controlling, especially a lot of the flying insects. So you talk about gnats, mosquitoes, uh, especially your spiders that spin the nice big webs. Those are going to help filter a lot of those out. Um, they're definitely not going to be enough to eliminate some of those that you want gone, so you've got to assist them in that. But uh, it would definitely be a different world, and we'd have a bunch of different 
predators popping up. I, I prefer spiders because they kind of stay stationary, whereas something like a centipede, those house centipedes are going to be running and chasing their food. And they're a lot more likely to startle my wife or kids when they're stepping out of the shower. Great point. <laughs> Great point. Didn't, think, didn't think about that at all. <laughs> JB Hines here in Southeast Michigan. You mentioned earlier um, bed bugs. Um, you know, it's funny because Chuck, we right when we first started the show is when the bed bugs really started to to make a reappearance. What is the reason for that, JB? And have they calmed down at all? Um, it kind of broke up. I'm sorry, guys. I... Bed bugs. How prevalent are they here in Southeast Michigan, though? The, what kind of bugs? Bed. Bed bugs. Yeah, oh, the, bed. the bed bugs. The big thing the on bed those bug, is, yeah, yeah, the bed bugs around here. I mean, there's still there. It's there's enough for everybody, really. Um, and I get two, three calls a week or emails uh, submissions from from people that want to know about them or how to get rid of them and what we do to help. So yeah, it's definitely um, something that doesn't go away unless you get some help. So yeah, we're definitely, and it, it just doesn't matter where you're at. Like it could be a million dollar home. It could be a, a $5,000 home. It doesn't really matter. Um, they, they love us. So. <laughs> how about multifamily? So I'm sorry. Prevalent is they, they're really good hitchhikers, so they can grab hold of a passing sole of a shoe, purse. So anytime you're traveling, whether that's, you know, a lot of people focus on longer vacations, but just a quick business trip or even just going in and, you know, visiting somebody in their apartment or going through a library or a theater that you can really pick them up anywhere and it's of no fault of your own. My, my my wife and I, we have a policy. When we get home from any vacation, the clothes go in the garage, suitcases get open, and they go in the washing machine before they go anywhere else. Just a policy. Oh, yeah. Wise man. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely scary. I mean, and you, you, you said it, JB. You've been in million-dollar houses that have them, and you've been in $5,000 houses that have them, have them. So cleanliness has nothing to do, how clean somebody is has nothing to do with whether they can get bed bugs or not, correct? Oh, oh you're definitely correct. Yeah, it doesn't matter how clean you are or how dirty you are. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of where they got a place to stay and, and set up shop. Like I, I like to call set up shop and, and be close to their host, which is us. So if you're sitting on your couch for 12 hours a day gaming, um, you can probably find them in your couch. If you're laying in your bed for most of the days, then you'll probably find them in your bed or in both places for all means. So, yeah, they're they're definitely around. Wow. That's scary, isn't it? Do you see them in multifamily, in apartments, condominium, attached oh, yeah. condominium? Condom- yeah, condom- definitely see them in multifamily uh, housing units. They've um, got to be hard. I, big- I guess it'd be harder to take care of there. Yes or no? Um, it's, it's a little more difficult. I mean, it's not something that can't be done but it's it takes a little it's a little longer process for sure because it's not just that affected unit we want to look at you know and treat we want to look at the the adjacent apartments and the ones upstairs the ones downstairs from that unit because you know they'll they'll use that wall system to go through um all the lines and then into the next apartment where the other people are sleeping they're they're like if you want to look at it they're like mosquito without wings i mean they're they're looking for our breath and that's how they find us that's fascinating. So if someone is in an apartment with bed bugs, should they call you or should they call the management and have the management call you? How does that work? 
usually I get the phone call from that particular person that, that lives in that apartment first. And I, and I always ask, like, does your management know you have them? And if so, what are they doing for you? Or do they have their own pest control that comes out and does the spray and pray method? And they're like, no, they, they told me it's all up to me. So sometimes management works with them. Sometimes they don't. And if there is a management company out there that needs pest control, then, hey, I can do apartments all day long. So What, is, what do you mean by when you say spray and pray? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's different methods out there that people use, right? So the spray and pray method, I call it, is when you have a company come in and they just spray a liquid and do a little dust and say, yeah, that should help. Um, we'll be back in 10 to 15 days. They'll come back in 10 to 15 days and have to reapply and redo because of the ache cycle. So they'll come back and do another spray. And, and basically, they're spraying. You're praying that it works. Um, with ours, you know, we come in with heaters and we heat up your unit. Um, we put you out of, you know, for the day, we put you out for four to seven, seven hours, depending on how big it is and how, in, how infested it could be. And then we'll come back in 10 to 15 days also just to recheck and make sure everything is copacetic and you are sleeping soundly. You know, at and that point, you never see me again. At that point, I mean, how long can, I'm just going to ask an honest question. How long can you warranty something like that? Because that has to go with where people are going. There may be someone that has them at work. They're going to work every day and bringing them back with them and they don't know it. Yeah. yeah. So our warranty. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob, with that warranty. Cause that's a good one. Yeah, what we do is we make sure that we get you back down to a baseline, down to ground zero. And this is some of the complexity that you reference with some of the multifamily housing is we have to help train people to avoid reintroducing them. And we'll walk through just try and figure out where they came from, how they got in there, so that whatever those connections are, whatever that habit is, can be changed. Um, anything that does pop up in that first couple of weeks or months, we'll make sure they get solved, and then we help you avoid future infestations. Wow. You guys, we love the way you help educate our audience. We love the way you help educate us. When we get back from break, let's talk about maybe some of the the diseases that people can unfortunately catch if they don't make sure they get rid of some of these diseases. You're listening to Rove Pest Control. The website is Rove pestcontrol.com good afternoon and welcome back to the inside outside guys bonus hour we love to call the education hour today featuring rove pest control we want you to go to rovepestcontrol.com and check out everything they do and if you're at home and you're being bugged by a bug or you have any question about bugs anything has to do with bug give us a call 888-654-GUYS which equals 888-654-GUYS Four eight nine seven. I like that. I like to ask you guys. I'm uh, kind of jumping around a little bit here, but mosquitoes. We're going to have spring rains, and we're going to have those pools of water in the backyard. So, what can Rove do to minimize the intrusion there that we're going to have? We have a couple different things we can do. One of them is just going to be helping you identify places where they're coming from and eliminate that. We also have some larvicides that can be applied to certain areas that uh, are just going to be constantly filling with water and just placing a larvicide briquette there will make it so they're not able to develop and come out. 
And then after that, we can have a specialty service that's designed specifically for mosquitoes to help knock down those populations, treat them where they nest and rest, and give continual lockdown. Treat them where they nest and rest. I love that. I do too. Is that something that requires multiple treatments generally? Yeah, each one is going to help. Since they do fly in, there's not going to be any kind of super force field that we can place around somebody's property to just keep them all out at once. But each application builds momentum off of the last one. So we treat those once a month and that just continually moves you in the right direction and makes your yard and your patio and your deck just much more useful and habitable without being bothered. Oh, I tell you what, nothing will drive people off your patio or your porch and bugs or mosquitoes. You know, we'll stay out until the mosquitoes come out. Mosquitoes come out, we go inside. Um, before we went to break, I had mentioned some of the diseases. And, and look, this isn't scare. These are real diseases from critters like mosquitoes, ticks, mice, fleas, roaches. Can you guys talk about that for a minute? Why it is so important to make sure that you get rid of these, these critters? Because they do hurt people. They do. And my kids, one of their favorite trivia questions is what's the most dangerous animal on earth and you get the lion or the tiger or whatever shark if you're my wife but it's the mosquito just with how many diseases they carry how readily they transmit it uh, especially those multi-feeder mosquitoes they're going to be able to transmit things like zika west nile virus dengue malaria there's just a whole host of them that come from them and we're just so used to them we're so used to having mosquitoes all the time that we don't think about it but it is an important thing to keep in mind good excellent Excellent. i I know we got a couple callers on the line Uh, i want to plant the seed to talk about biting flies too because those can be nasty (laughs) yeah all right let's go to the phones let's first talk to uh judy in sterling heights good afternoon judy you're on with the inside outside guys and rove pest control Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, quick question. Well, over the last maybe couple weeks, I have been finding the bigger black ants, which I'm going to assume are carpenter ants, and um, not swarms of them, you know, one maybe on the counter, one on the floor. Um, I found them in the kitchen. I found one in the bathroom, which is the other side of the house. How concerned should I be? I think will they the go away? Place, is it just the time of year? It definitely is tied to the time of year. And one way or another, we can help you make sure they do go away. Um, I think the best starting point is the next time you see one, if you can capture it without obliterating it so that we can see it and make sure we know what we're dealing with. Because it's going to be a very different situation if we're talking about a carpenter ant or Uh, a field ant or a payment ant or something like that. So getting the right identification will help us know why it's there for sure. Uh, Most likely what's happening, carpenter ants are really active right now. They're out scouting, looking for good places to set up shop as things warm up. So they, you know, or big rains come where they can be protected. So most likely if you're seeing onesies and twosies, they're some of those scouts just seeing what's going on and they, especially with the connecting points you talked about the kitchen and the bathroom anytime we have plumbing that connects those things the plumbing in the walls acts as a 
kind of freeway or highway for them to travel along. And so that's a real easy access point. But yeah, let's start with get a free inspection, um, see if you can get a picture. One of those two things will help us know what exactly we're dealing with. And then we can talk specifically custom solution for you. Should she, should she go downstairs and maybe do an inspection on, on the uh, bottom of the, you know, sill plate, any place she should be looking to see if she has any damage from these ants? Um, the damage is pretty hard to find a lot of times because they're creating galleries where they want to be protected. So they're not going to leave them out in the open. Uh, it's places where they can store food, have their brood, their eggs, and have those protected. So it's only when something like we were talking a little bit earlier about JB tapping into a deck and it just crumbles. So usually by the time you find it, you're much later than you want to be. So the best time is just, you know, she's spot on on the ball seeing the ants. And, it's, you know, when you see one or two of them, find out what they are. And then we can do some baiting, some tracking, a good inspection with a trained eye that, you know, JB's probably seen thousands of these situations. So he can sort through that a lot quicker than somebody who's just barely seen them for the first time. Judy, hopefully that answers your question. Guys, what about flying ants? Um if I see flying ants in my house, is there a more of a concern? Are they? Is there a, an ant you definitely do not want to see in your house? Uh, I think every ant you don't want to see in your house. Um, <laughs> but definitely the alates, the ones with wings, those are a little more concerning. It doesn't mean there is a problem. The, those are reproductives, so they're looking to set up shop and start a new colony. And that can come from one of two things. It could be a large colony that's gone unnoticed on that person's property or yard, or it could be coming from a neighbor and maybe they caught a breeze over to your house and they're looking to set up shops. So it doesn't mean they have gotten established, but it means that something in the vicinity is growing to the extent that they're ready to expand and break off. So that base colony needs treated. And then you want to make sure you have at least a crack and crevice defense to make sure those new swarmers don't get a chance to get established and grow their family. Is there such a thing? Uh, my daughter is renting uh, an old house in Grand Rapids, a very old house, and up through an open knot in the wood floor from the basement, the old Michigan basement, she had winged critters coming up. They weren't ants, uh, but they were not much bigger than, than a medium-sized ant, but they were all winged, and they were. she said they were just flowing out of this hole. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. Uh, <laughs> no, she was a little scared. <laughs> she called Dad. <laughs> she called Dad. Yeah, no, that that's wise to get someone on that for sure. Um, yeah, that could be something like termites. Um, it could be, I mean, we've seen uh, some other types of flies or wasps that could be coming out of something like that. But usually a structural element with wings is either going to be termite or ant. Okay, let's stick to the phones. Let's talk to Sid from Brighton. Good morning, Sid. You're on with the guys and Rove Pest Control. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just noticed yesterday, I think I've got carpenter bees in my shed. They're a big black bee, and they look almost like a yellow jacket. Is that a carpenter bee? More, does more it have on the back end, does it have a leathery hind end, that abdomen? Leathery looking. Well, I'm just a, I'm a few feet away from them. Here. I wouldn't look that like close. Look. <laughs> yeah, don't get stung. Was, with it. They don't, they don't seem to be intimidated by me. 
Right. But they're, it's like they're born into the wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the males that are usually flying around that hole, and they're just guarding uh-huh. their their home. Uh, the males won't sting. They don't have stingers. So basically, they're just dive bombing right. you and and trying to keep you away from their home. Um, it's the females. If they get agitated enough, oh, they will sting. But you really got to agitate them. Um, so. Yeah, if it, and you can see that half-inch hole that they drilled right into your wood, probably at around your shed, and they're yep. going in and out of that. So. Yep. What potential damage? So what do I do to get rid of them? That's the first question. Um, you can call can me. You hear me? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, what you can do? You want to come out here um, for? Yeah, you need to you need to ha- treat those holes um, with with an insecticide so you can get rid of them. And it takes about twelve to twenty-four hours, and then you just plug it up. Um, they sell, you can use wood putty or any kind of plug that you can put back in that hole because they can come back and, and reinfest that same hole next year. And what exactly is happening inside that hole? Well, they drill left and right of that hole and, and later larvae and they keep going in and feeding it and they just keep making that hole a little bit longer and those tunnels a little bit longer. And eventually that piece of wood is absolutely nothing. Then the woodpeckers will come and start pecking at it and you just have a, a really mess on your hands. So. Okay. And when you do treat it, because like JB said, it goes both ways. You're going to want a dust that'll spread, not a liquid, because that'll just soak right. the front and not do any good. And here's the thing, people. If you're at your house or you're by your shed and you look down and see sawdust, look up. Yep. A lot of times you're going to see that hole, and that's a carpenter bee. And let's talk about when we get back. You mentioned the pollinators. Is it okay to kill and get rid of the non-pollinators and to make sure that we know the difference. We're going to talk about that and more as we continue our discussion with Rove Pest Control. Everybody, we want to remind you that you can call Rove Pest Control at 313-513-6783 or go to rovepestcontrol.com, as Ken has mentioned a couple times. Yes, yes, it's a great place to, to visit. And you can always, once you do that, Go to the Inside Outside Guys special offer page and find a discount for Roll Pest point. Control at the same time. Gentlemen, um, before we went to break, I mentioned something like a wasp, something like a, um, a carpenter bee we were just talking to. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they are not pollinators. Are there any negative effects to wiping them out? Well, wiping them out entirely may not be the way we want to go, but wiping them out from residential areas is perfectly acceptable and a good thing. Um, when you're talking about carpenter bees, like the caller explained, they're going into the wood, they're going into the structure, they're not helping out the flowers by doing that. Um, you know, even just looking at more than half their body is a leathery fall section that's not going to be carrying much pollen if they do go land. So you always have this trade-off of analyzing what harm are they doing versus what good are they doing. If they're out in the woods and doing their thing in there, great. Let them be. If they're boring into your house, that's a different ball game. Uh, same thing with wasps. You know, you put a bumblebee and a wasp side by side, and it's like putting Bozo the Clown with his, you know, big frizzy hair compared to bald grandpa that has three wispy hairs. There's not much pollen sticking to those wasps when they do go feed on nectar. So the threat that they're going to pose to, 
you know, your skin, your kids, your pets by stinging them coming in and fighting you for your Coke and your burger when you're trying to grill out. That is much more concerning than the small chance that they're going to do any good pollinating. So they're definitely on the pest list rather than the beneficial list. I like that. So before we, you know, we're going to run out of time here. Rove Pest Control can take care of any type of insect issue that people might have, right? Yeah. If we don't have the right specialty for it, we're going to connect you with the person that does. So that's where our national network comes in. And it's nice to just have a one place go to where you're going to be able to get all of your solutions, all of your answers for your questions. And we can help you with that. I've got a, a four word, five word question here. Killing 50% of mice paradox. Can you explain that to us, please? Yes. Um, a lot of times we run into people that get excited about the number of mice that they've killed. And they'll say, you know, we caught five. And so we're, we're awesome. We're doing great. Um, with rodents, and they kind of represent a lot of insects like this, you know, the burning an ant hill with some gasoline. If you kill up to 50% of a population with how quickly these pests reproduce, you're not going to even make a dent in the long-term flow of that population. They can reproduce quickly enough that they'll just be right back. So you have this person basically in this Fiero celebration moment for the amount they've killed, but the pets are just kind of sitting back laughing saying, yeah, no big deal. We'll bounce back from this in a couple of weeks. Excellent. I know. I love that. I asked earlier about biting flies. In calm days in the summer, we seem to see those a lot. Is there anything that can be done about those? And what are they exactly? Yeah, exactly. I know biting flies is all I <laughs> It hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of different biting flies, and you can have anything from uh, black flies, which come from running water. So those will be in creeks and rivers that they're breeding in there and they'll come and bite and then you've got other ones like uh horse flies or deer flies that are those nice large ones where it's not like a mosquito and you don't feel the prick like you feel them jabbing into you and those are a little bit harder to control um depending on what you have i think that's where getting really specific to the type of biting fly that you have is going to be important so you can track that down to the source and see if there's something you can do to keep that away, maybe have that area treated. Um, if nothing else, there are some flies where we can put out baits or perimeter treatments for it to help knock them down if they're really thick and, and really bothersome. Well, I don't know where many people can go to get this kind of advice and this kind of knowledge when it comes to a subject that, no pun intended, okay, pun intended, bugs <laughs> all of us, right? I mean, all really of us, does. literally. Yeah. Uh, JB, so someone yep. calls you, they like what they're hearing right now, and they want to give you guys a call, walk through the process. How long do you can get out there? Um, let's say it's, I don't know, let's say it's mosquitoes, they want to treat their yard. What are we looking at? Well, usually I'll come out and assess it, um, and then we'll talk price. Um, usually I can do it that day um, that I come out, or we can set it up so it's on the schedule with the rest of those um, neighbors or community in that area that we're already going to hit in another day or two. Um, so, yeah, it, it all depends on where you're at. 
um, I, I can definitely come out and, and usually treat either that day or within the next couple of days. How big an area are you covering around Metro Detroit, JB? Oh, man, we go all the way down to Belleville, up to Howell, out to Washington, St. Clair Shores, Lake Orion, um, and all everything in between Detroit. Yeah, we, we cover a big area. So. so an hour, maybe a little bit plus of your location in Novi? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've, I've driven an hour for different things. So, yeah, it's, it's fun. I encourage people to call you and talk to you because there's nothing more comforting when we try to enjoy the outdoors than having a resource to make it easier to do. Or nothing less comforting than trying to enjoy a meal indoors and you have critters that may land on your food or get in your food. And we know that whenever we get these questions, we refer people right to Rove Pest Control. And you guys have always, without a doubt, always taken care of them. We have heard nothing but positive things about Rove Pest Control ever since you became a team partner of the Inside Outside Guys. And again, just like our last guest, you are a very easy referral. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that because I know you guys know how important trust is in this industry. Yeah, thank thank you guys. I appreciate it. No problem at all. Stay well, stay safe, and uh, help us enjoy the summer. Yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll do. Thanks. Thank you very much. Once again, the company Rove Pest Control. You can find them at rovepestcontrol.com. If you've got critters in your house, they can take care of those critters. And as always, you can find any company we always talk about at theinsideoutsideguys.com. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. We had a whole bunch of people help us out with this show today, Chuck. So we're we just going to say thank you. You know who you are for helping us out today. It is a team effort, and we all did a phenomenal job. Thank you very much. So if you need anything tomorrow, the next day, you name it, go to theinsideoutsideguys.com because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.